Hi, this is Amber, and you're listening to Amber on Podcast. Hi, hi, hi. Welcome to episode number 90 of Amber on Podcasts. I'm your host, Amber Camille Ligon, and this podcast is all about doing more good for more people. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, we are talking about sex. Sex is not something we discuss often. Socially, we don't discuss it. Culturally, we don't discuss it. We certainly don't talk about it at work unless we work in an industry that specializes in sex. Sex is still a pretty taboo subject, and the cultural and societal ideas about sex are still very primitive, conservative, and kept a secret, at least in this country. I aim to inform and I aim to please, which is why today I am bringing you an entire episode all about sex. You will learn how we think about sex and why sex and masturbation are important to your health. I'll also talk about orgasms and how women have them, where they have them, and how often we should be having them. Also, some tips on how to get more comfortable with sex and how to talk about sex with your partner. If you haven't yet, please take a moment to subscribe to the show. Every Thursday, I release a new episode and I would love to have you join me. All right, let's talk sex, baby, and let's start the show. Today's episode is inspired by episode number 65 of the Genius Life podcast featuring Emily Morse. Emily is a sex therapist, author, and host of the Sex with Emily podcast. Like many of us, Emily didn't grow up talking about sex. And when she became an adult, she found herself wondering when mind-blowing sex was going to happen for her. She heard people talk about mind-blowing sex, but she knew for sure she hadn't had any. To investigate this further, Emily started a podcast dedicated to talking about sex and gathered her friends to discuss. Emily says, we don't talk about sex enough because there's so much shame and trauma and old issues around sex that we shut down and we think our relationships should be great without talking about it when this is a huge part of our lives and our relationships. Emily realized that she wasn't alone, and it became her mission to help people feel safe and comfortable talking about sex and change the world. Because if people are happier and more connected and having more orgasms and better sex, we are going to live in a much better world. This show is all about promoting a better world and doing more good, so it makes perfect sense that we would include sex in our discussion. Sex is vital not only to our evolution, but also to our health. And the more orgasms you have, the more it boosts your libido. So the more you have sex, the more you want to have sex. Kind of like if you work out four or five times a week, You're going to crave the next workout. Sex works the same way. Sex also improves blood flow, improves lubrication. It's good for the immune system and can help your body defend against viruses and bacteria. 
Emily cites a study where students who had sex one to two times a week had higher levels of a certain antibody than students who had sex less often. When you're having sex, you're also spiking dopamine and serotonin. You are sharing your microbiome with your partner, and all of your love hormones are firing. And it's not just sex with a partner. Masturbation is great, too. Emily says masturbation is healthy and good for everyone. It aids your immune system, helps you sleep, reduces stress, and can help with migraines. But not everyone is comfortable with masturbation. Emily didn't orgasm or masturbate until she started talking about sex and working on her podcast. This is true for so many women. Women's sexuality is an amazing thing. There's so much to learn and explore and celebrate. But so many of us haven't even taken the time to get to know ourselves and discover what we like and what we don't like. A lot of women need to know that sex is about giving and receiving. This was a big lesson for me. I have always thought of sex as a performance, something I do to please my partner, putting my partner first before myself. Emily says that the reason for this is because women tend to use sex to get men to like them. So we put on a performance. It's about pleasing him and being available. We treat it like a commodity, like we are trading it for goods or services, protection, room and board. And this is common because this is how our society and culture teaches us about sex. This is what we see in movies and television. Which is why it's important for us to have honest, open conversations about sex so we can ensure both parties are enjoying it equally or as equally as possible. Emily says that now sex is a lot better for her because she's learned to be present during sex and in her own body so that she can express what she needs and relax into her body and have more pleasure. Emily was raised to believe it was all about her partner first. It was more about what he wanted and what would make him feel good. Then she realized that what she needed was also important. Emily says when you get into your body and you realize that you are deserving of pleasure, just like your partner, then you realize that there is an amazing energy exchange with whoever you're with. And it doesn't feel as transactional. But this is a learning process. Emily's transformation didn't happen overnight. First, she had to get comfortable with herself. In order to do this, she learned that masturbation is key. Partly because only 20 to 30% of women actually have orgasms during intercourse. But what we learn and what we see in the media is it's all about penetrative sex. But that's not what happens in real life. In real life, it's all about the clitoris and the vulva, but no one talks about it. It's up to us to discover this and learn on our own. Orgasms for men are 
pretty simple and straightforward. But women can have external orgasms or penetrative orgasms or both. Emily says that the orgasm majority of women have is clitoral or external. Because there are thousands of nerve endings which also reach up inside the vagina. So there are little internal clitoral legs that are behind the labia. For a lot of women, external orgasms are a lot more sharp. Internal orgasms take a little more exploring and are more based on your individual anatomy. There's research that shows that the closer your clitoris is to your vaginal opening, the more likely you are to have an orgasm from vaginal sex. The more far away it is, the less often. A lot of what Emily does is teach men and women how to pleasure themselves so they can discover their likes and dislikes so they are ready for pleasure in the bedroom. She also teaches women how to have an internal orgasm. She says you must spend some time exploring. This means get a mirror, get comfortable, start touching around and see what's going on. Take your time and just look and see how it works and how it starts to change and move as you get aroused. Emily says you have to experiment on your own and take your time. Love your body and enjoy the parts you have to work with. In our society, there's a lot of shame and disregard around the vagina and the vulva. So sometimes women don't love their bodies. But it's something you can work through if this is something you're not yet comfortable with. Experiment and spend time exploring. Emily also advises both women and men to do Kegel exercises. This is a muscle that you use to start and stop pee, and it's the same muscle you use to orgasm. Just like any muscle, it can atrophy over time if it's not used. The more often you do them, the stronger they will get, and the more you can control and use it for pleasure. Now, let's say you are ready to have more mind-blowing sex, and you want to spice things up with your partner. How do you bring it up? Sex is something we should all be talking about in our relationships, but so often people just let their sex life go stale when it can be exciting and explorative, something that brings fun and enjoyment long term. But in order to enjoy sex with your partner for years and years, you have to be able to talk about it. Emily says that, We are terrified of talking about sex with our partners because we are afraid of being rejected or judged or we just don't know how to. But once we do and we agree to go on the journey together, we can really make it interesting. To help foster this sexual journey, Emily created a yes-no maybe list. On the list are all kinds of explorative sex acts that you can check off as Yes, no, or maybe, and then compare it with your partner. I will link the yes, no, maybe list in the show notes. But before you get started, make sure you fill out the list away from your partner and then come back together and compare. Emily says this will help evoke more conversations and exploration into your list. If you are both into toys, you can go to a sex shop and try some out. If you're both into bondage or spanking, you can start to explore that. 
Emily says people think sex should be this natural thing with only our bodies, but that's not true. It's like saying we don't need workout gear to go work out. It's not that the toys or the lube are superior to your God-given parts. It's about different kinds of pleasure and orgasms and having fun with variety. And what couples crave is variety. What can you do that's different? Role play? Have sex outside? Emily says if a couple decides to try something new, most of the time they're off and running. But sometimes this doesn't happen. Sometimes there are underlying issues like sexual trauma. She says if there is sexual trauma in your childhood or in your life and you haven't dealt with it yet, it stays with you. It takes time to work through it and you have to talk about your trauma. Therapy can help and so can being open and honest with your partner. Everyone deserves to love their body and enjoy the pleasure and connection that comes with sex. Just because you've been sexually abused does not mean your sex life is over or ruined. The important thing to remember is it's your duty in your relationship to prioritize your sex life. Emily says it doesn't work with magic fairy dust. You have to do the work and evolve your sex life into something you look forward to and take pleasure in. The beginning of any relationship is the honeymoon phase. It lasts about six months to two years. And then we get bored and stagnant. It becomes rote, boring, routine. And as humans, we are attracted to newness. This is natural. So start talking about sex early. So even when it's amazing, you can talk about what's working and what's not. Emily recommends having conversations with your partner about sex outside of the bedroom. It sounds contradictory, but actually helps relieve some of the pressure and discomfort so you can talk more openly and comfortably with your partner. The thing is, we all deserve great, mind-blowing sex. The only way to get there is to start by loving yourself and believing that you deserve pleasure and your body is built for precisely this. So, go explore. Find out what your body can do. Find out what your partner can do so you can love more and kiss more and hug more and do more good for more people. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Please share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. Someone who you know needs to have more mind-blowing sex. Thank you so much to Emily Morse for sharing her wisdom. Now you know why sex is important, how to have more of it, and how to have more conversations about sex with your partner. For all of the show notes and to sign up for exclusive updates, visit mytalkingdollars.com. If you haven't yet, don't forget to subscribe. And please join me next week for another conversation about living your best life and doing more good. Now go have sex. Enjoy your life. Thank you. Love you. Bye.